1: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Well, after Jay was ranting about how, so what? You don't need to get coffee at work because the Yankees don't get over nah, right, right, yeah. No, no. Who, the Yankees what, what the,
2: aren't paying for free wifi. They're so not getting else free wifi for the wife, coffee. Wife, Another yes.
1: team wouldn't pay for coffee, right?
2: Well, it, was, it was Michael
1: Moraniel talking about the Washington, commanders with yeah, coffee. At. Didn't pay for coffee. And Jay, you were saying, oh, so what? Yeah. And now we have uh, audio evidence. I have no
2: problem stopping at Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And one day it caught me off guard. Mm. I thought it was oh. free, so I complained okay. about it that day. The next All day right, I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. You what? know there's a
3: lot of receipts.
2: What are you talking about, Key? Dunkin' Donuts is fine. You're not even a coffee drinker. Is that your go-to, no. Jay? Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Double D's guy. I'm a Double D's guy. The coffee what? out of the machine
1: at, at your <laughs> Double D's guy? Okay. Hey, yo. Coffee out of the machine. Yeah, the machine at work. I mean, listen, is it good? It's just caffeine. It's if I, fine. I, you know, it's just fine. hook me up to an IV with caffeine.
3: I'll be good. I, Give me know.
2: caffeine for four hours. I'm happy. Yeah. So
3: you're all not real coffee drinkers, are you? Because you're no. supposed to know all the roast and all the different stuff, <laughs> oh, right? No. <laughs> you right? Where it come from? It's, dark roast, light roast, light dark. Yeah. When I was a kid, my, mom had, my mom had that Rica, instant coffee. You know? Costa Rica. Had,
1: my mom had that instant coffee when I was a kid. Folgers, Mix it up. man. Folgers He's or Folgers whatever, coffee, right? yeah. Mix it up. Throw a ton of. She used to throw a ton of milk and what sugar. Was it, what was that that commercial? Sneak a sip. I'd be like, tastes like ice cream. What was that? Man. It had
2: that, that great chime to it. What, what, the Folgers commercial. The best part of waking the up best. is Folgers. Well, waking yeah. up. It's Folgers yeah. yeah I remember a yeah.
1: bunch of those jingles, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: What's Folgers, that? man. And when it's empty, your mom put the grease in and put it on the back of the stove. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were talking
1: earlier in the show talking about... Talking
2: else about greasing up. Wha- <laughs> what? I don't know. I was trying to give a... Trans- I don't know where Max is going with the transition. <laughs> we were talking about earlier in the show. Go ahead, Max.
1: Double D, double D coffee and yeah. <laughs> greasing up for Jay. Okay. <laughs>
2: Got to get. I it think Max you can. is lost right you now. No, I was going to say that we were talking
1: earlier in the show about um, the duo with the most pressure on them, and people have been waiting on the line to talk about it since then. And 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 people also want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Eighty-eight, say ESPN. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. So we will get back into those topics, but right now, Reggie Barlow, Super Bowl champion, DC Defenders head coach and GM the head coach, and the GM. (laughs) What's up, Reggie? How are you, coach? Man, I'm
4: better than I deserve. How you guys doing?
2: Reggie B, the GM. I'm better than I deserve. I like that. You know this is my former teammate. What? Oh, Reggie, you got to give me some Keyshawn Johnson stuff. My former
3: teammate, and we came out in the Uh same draft class in 96, and we played together. In Tampa Bay, he was
2: one of my receiving partners. Oh, so he was with the—he was like the—he was with the young Keyshawn with the thin mustache.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he—he yeah. he, was—he was the Keyshawn. You know what I'm saying? I, I come from uh, you know, a little small HBCU, right? And Keyshawn, number one draft pick. So, uh, but we had a lot in common, though, as we found out. Like his quarterback in junior college, ending. High school was actually my quarterback, or one of my quarterbacks in college, and Damon Williams. So there's you know, a lot. It's there. weird,
1: Reggie, that it took until now for us to learn. Key, you were the number one overall draft
3: pick. Why have you never mentioned that on this show?
1: It took <laughs> a former teammate coming
5: on to tell us this.
3: Ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's all good, Reggie B. You got your DC United six sitting at six and and0, oh, undefeated on the season. You know, I just had a chance to watch you guys beat up on Wade Phillips this past week in his um, Houston team. What's it like to to sit at six and zero and top in your first year as a pro football coach? To be sitting at six and zero and having such great success?
4: Yeah, kid. You know, everything starts with um, you know we we make sure you, we populated ourselves with good people, right? We got Vaughn Hutchins who is our um, director player personnel who's obviously helped and helped build this team, our assistant coaches, these guys that have done an amazing job. And then, of course, the players have really bought into uh, the team concept and, uh, you know, put the work in. And it's a wonderful feeling to know that uh, the things that we've put together in private is uh, coming out in public. So uh, kudos to these guys. They're doing a good job. Ms. Miss- Stacey, our team operation, who organize and keep us straight. I mean, just everybody's just being on the same page, communicating the message, and uh, it's a wonderful thing to be where we are right now.
2: Reggie, uh, when I when I ask you about Lamar Jackson, what thoughts initially come to your mind with the way things are being or the way things are going down with the Ravens and him?
4: So Lamar Jackson obviously is an extremely talented guy. Um, he's an outstanding athlete, and you hate to see a guy who has put in, uh, you know, five years of you know, really good uh, champ, right? He's shown that he belongs and he's shown that he is, um, you know, top-notch quarterback. And uh, it's it's a shame that, you know, he can't get what he – feel like he deserve at this moment but uh, hopefully it'll work out um, hopefully he'll land somewhere where he'll be appreciated if he don't stay in baltimore but obviously a good player and um, the thing about <laughs> the thing about jay with these quarterbacks is right depending on when your time is up to get a new contract and you know what that market is you know you guys feel like they're top three top two quarterbacks so they want to demand the money uh that some other fella may have gotten and it don't always line up like that so uh that's pretty unfortunate but he's a good player good person and uh hopefully you know get what he deserves
3: reggie b take us through the difference between the xfl and the nfl obviously you played in the nfl you won a super bowl you were drafted by the jacksonville jaguars you Play for the Oakland Raiders, you've been around, you understand the NFL, but now you're in the XFL. Tell us the difference in why people should tune in and pay attention to the XFL.
4: Well, the XFL, obviously, uh, it's the league of opportunities, right? A lot of people, including myself, that's part of this league are getting opportunities um, to be on a professional level that normally wouldn't get these opportunities. There's a lot of players that deserve it and santos like we're watching right now i mean that guy deserves to be in the nfl but what's different is there's some rules right our kickoff team um obviously kickoff kickoff return with five yards apart uh, for safety reasons to lower uh the contact uh the physicality right you, you've been a part of running or receiving on the kickoff return team and knowing that those guys are running to each other at a fast speed. So it cuts down on the physicality of it, Uh, but it allows us to return the ball. And then of course, on our punt team, the Gunners can't just take off and run like you do in the NFL. Uh, Obviously from a scoring standpoint, we have, you can go for one, you can go for two, you can go for three. So uh, those type of things is the, the rule, uh, but that are different, but, it's still football. It's still 100-yard field, still a rectangle, and um, it's still blocking and tackling. So uh, we're proud to be a part of the XFL, and we're happy that we're giving guys opportunities to show that they belong and hopefully they'll get their shots in the NFL.
3: You know, the, the interesting thing, Max and Jay, about Reggie Barlow, Reggie's been an HBCU coach, uh, started at Alabama State, then Virginia State most recently and now has an opportunity in the XFL to be a head coach sitting at six and O showing people that he can assemble a staff, run a football team uh, and get them to the point that they're in now on top of wearing a second hat. As you mentioned, Max, as a general manager, what I find it fascinating about is having this opportunity puts himself along with many other black head coaches uh out there out front and gave them this opportunity there's four black head coaches in the xfl uh, out of eight teams what does that signify and mean reggie in this situation with the xfl
4: well i tell you key i don't take that lightly i do understand that um there's a lot of minority coaches african-american coaches that deserve an opportunity to be coordinators and head coaches And a lot of times a question comes up, um, well, they've never been a head coach or have they been a head coach, a coordinator and all that stuff. So um, I think uh, for us, uh, being able to populate ourselves with good people and being able to show that we were able to build our team from scratch, we were able to scout and uh, look at these college guys and former pro guys and build a team uh, along with Von Hutchins. Uh, and our coaches and then also to be able to get a coaching staff and a defensive coordinator and Greg Williams and offensive coordinator and Fred Tyson, assistant coaches, and just really build this thing out and just show that we can select and do all of that stuff. We can communicate. We know football. Uh, we are organized. Uh, we can get a plan together. And then, of course, uh, we can deliver that. And our players, right, have gone out and did that and We've done it as a, a an entire team. So uh, we hope that it will show that we are able to uh, do these type things and hopefully more minorities, more African-Americans will have an opportunity uh, to show the stuff on the highest level, man. We deserve that.
1: Coach, you got any Keyshawn stories? Any crazy ones,
2: though, like memorable ones, Reggie? Right? Embarrassing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Be better.
4: I mean, like. only and I my... the
3: kitchen, man.
4: Right. My birthday was uh, the year, like, Super Bowl. My birthday is the 22nd. I think we played the Super Bowl on, like, the 25th or something like that. And uh, he wanted to treat me, um, you know, to him. And we went out to eat dinner with, uh, man, this guy from Sports Illustrated. I forget his name. Jesus. But anyway, I mean, he blessed the brother for his birthday, right? So I ain't going to talk uh-huh. more about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had, okay, in other words, Reggie, you had I a blessed you. birthday. There you go. Yeah.
4: I mean, like, see, see, I'm not yeah, a bad he
1: a re- dude. He's a religious man. He Blessed your birthday. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not no, a bad he, guy. He, he's he's a, with Holy
3: Water, Reggie. I was a great teammate. You know, great. great yeah. I mean, great.
4: He's my guy, man. Like, man, this guy, you, you would think from two extremes, right? I mean, this guy, is number one pick from USC. I'm, um, You know, HBCU, fourth round. We came out the same year and um, really just, you know, just developed a a cool friendship. And over the years, we don't have to talk every day, but uh, when we catch up, it's a lot of laughs, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Keith tells these stories. and Man, asking about certain people, so we're always laughing. But uh, number
1: one pick, man, give me the damn ball. Number one pick. Can't believe it took till now for us to learn this. Reggie situation. B was riding
3: horses to the grocery stores back in 96 out in Alabama.
4: <laughs> you remember the time you called me and I was like, this dude showed up at my door. He's on a horse, man.
3: <laughs> oh, that was so funny.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Reggie. Appreciate it. All right, Reg, Good luck, brother. Right on, man. Thank y'all, hey, man. thank you Thanks. DC I called you one day. Coach NGN.
3: I, mean, I called you one day just to talk to him. He's like, hey, man. Key, you know, he's looking out the window. He goes, Man, this dude just showed up to my house on a horse. On a, was on, a real,
2: th- on a real horse.
6: Like
3: yeah, a, he, he's from Alabama. So, you know,
6: way.
3: Alabama, oh, a tamper, a tamper. so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a little horsey over there. So the dude, the dude showed up on a horse. Man, it had to be some of the funniest stuff I ever heard. Because I ain't never think somebody coming from, we drive cars, ride bikes, or walk. Dude went to the house on a horse. It's the funniest thing ever, boy, in the middle of the city.
1: (laughs) Reggie Barlow. Uh, When are you allowed to call for a team to move on from a legendary coach, a Bill Belichick or Greg Popovich? Plus, someone wants to call me out, I understand, for Uh my taste in chocolate. Uh Uh-oh. I like chocolate. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm not a food snob like everyone on this show. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
2: What would you say to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? In the last 25
6: years. This is a shift to me in the mentality of Bill. I don't know what he was thinking saying that, and if I was in the locker room, I'd check him right now.
1: Keyshawn J. X, ESPN Radio. So before we get into the topic, we been trying to get to it all show. When you move on from a great coach, right? Stacy in Florida has something to tell me about chocolate. Go ahead, Stacy.
4: Hi yes, this is your number one fan Stacy. Hey Max, you're like my grand you're like an old lady in a handsome man's body you like everything my grandma like almond joys mouth, That's right. I was close to my grandmother me. everything yeah. I wouldn't touch you yeah. like
1: yeah, I was close to my grandmother i I named my first child after her. That's right. I'm not ashamed it about all it. All
2: makes sense. Yeah, Stacy, right. uh,
1: uh, yeah, my yeah. favorite
4: candy is the Hershey's, and I think that's why I like you guys so. Because you know, Max is my white chocolate, Keyshaw my dark chocolate, and Jay Will is my milk chocolate.
3: There you go wait, wait, oh, hold man. on, man! I'm milk chocolate. I'm not dark. Oh, chocolate. You dark chocolate. on this show, Keith. You, Keith. Dark you the Draymond he Green does. of the show, Keith. It's okay <laughs> on this show. Leave a fingerprint on charcoal. What? I'm 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 going to stay out of the Draymond conversation. I'm gonna let you deal with that. <laughs>
4: hey, you're not that what? dark. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm dark. <laughs> leave a fingerprint on charcoal. Go ahead. I'm dark, but I ain't that dark. Darker than I am. Let's put it that way. Hey, Darker Max, than me. Don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all have eyes, uh, I mean, you know. Um, all right. When
1: when when are you allowed to call for a team to move on from a great coach? I remember like Joe Torre, Yankees coach, right, Yankees manager, won four World Series. Well, he was a Dodger manager, too. In his first five years. But at a certain point, the Yankees <laughs> moved on. What's that, What's Joe? That, he was Jeff? a Dodgers manager, too, now. Come on. <laughs> right. But, you know, like when you have stupid success in a place over a period of time, you know, and like, by the way, I've been talking about Belichick a lot on this show and talking about his record without Tom Brady but let's take Greg Popovich. I love I, – if Greg Popovich ran for office, I would vote for him. Love Greg Popovich. Facts. The fact of the matter is, and he's, no one's suggesting he's not among the greatest coaches ever. Mm-hmm. But at some point, might Spurs fans start to think, hey, what can you do when you don't have Tim Duncan? Right? Like, you know, can come we on know – But uh, get key. I know he can compete. He can get the most out of his players. I get it. But at a certain point, all of your success is tied up into one guy, the fan base
3: might grow restless. I I understand that. But at some point, Greg Popovich deserves and earned the right to make that decision when he wants to step away from coaching the San Antonio Spurs. When you have legendary coaches like Coach K that coached uh, Jay, he – earn and deserve the right to make his mind up and decision on when he wanted to step down. But his teams were competitive. And hover above, high above. His teams were what? Competitive. Okay, so Bill Belichick's teams are competitive. Not in the playoffs. He, so, uh, check, check, so, I mean, yeah. um, Max, stop. I but mean, look, Greg Popovich
2: is getting at he, an interesting time period, right? Because I believe they haven't made uh, – Spurs last made the playoff series in 2016 and 17. They lost – in the conference finals to the Warriors for four zero, right? They got swept, but like they haven't made to the playoffs since then. I think they were bouncing the first round the next two seasons, and they haven't made to the playoffs in the last three.
3: And that's so all without Tim Duncan. Okay, Dunn. so that, yes, is is, that that's fair, key, but, but now but, the, key.
2: now is getting the tooth is get, it's getting long. Now. Yeah, it's getting yeah. long now. But like the the question, like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a team that is over five hundred that gets to the playoff, like Bill Belichick here and there, or would you rather have who has the, the history behind them of? Winning championships like Greg Popovich? Or would you rather have the Detroit Lions who have gone 31 years? Careful what you wish for. So,
1: like, which one is it? This happens in college sometimes, like in, in like, the Midwest, guys, where you might have a good coach. John Calipari, prime example. Yeah.
2: People are trying to get rid of John Calipari. Well, okay, but that's
1: a whole different level, right? But I mean, like, just a good coach who wins more than he loses, and you're chugging along, and you're like, we need to take the next step, and you wind up terrible for
3: a while. No, of course you don't want that. But maybe you'd like better than what you're getting right now. But when you talk about Bill Belichick, Max, and you say he doesn't win in the playoffs. That's not true. Without Tom Brady, he has one playoff win. The dude's been without Tom Brady 3 damn years. 10 or oh, 9. Now,
1: 9.
2: Th-
3: th- you're talking about before he you're
1: got You're talking Tom about Brady. the Cleveland Wait, no
2: Browns. Yeah, but but, but since he's won championships, yeah, since been championships, without Tom Brady he's for 3 entering, years.
3: He's entering year 4 without Brady now. So, what entering year 4. Yeah. yeah. And he went to the playoffs one out of the three years Correct. that he's been without Tom Brady. With Mac so right. you, can't, you can't him, you him. can't you can't classify that as not winning in the playoffs, though, dog. Well,
1: except that if he let's say he doesn't win a playoff game this year, that'd be four years. At what point can you classify
3: it? Because you I, said Popovich. I would say I would say <laughs> what are we in twenty three? Mm-hmm. I'd say you get into twenty five. You wait, hold on, key.
1: You yes. need six seasons without a playoff.
2: Well, he yes, has
1: won. he has no playoff oh, wins. He got, he's since been to no, he got to the he got, the to the he got to the
3: playoffs one time in three seasons without Tom Brady, and, and this didn't is win. his fourth season. Right? Okay, we don't know what this season. Let's just say they don't make it to the playoffs. Okay. Now you're looking at it, and you saying, "Well, maybe it's passed him by." Blah blah blah. Now you're looking at 24. Mm-hmm. Then you say, "Okay, well, do we want to make a well? Well, maybe not." Now you get into the 25. And they don't make the play, or they make the playoffs and they lose, or something mm-hmm. like that. Now that's when you start to say, "Well, he is seventy-five years old." Okay. How about
2: this? How about you give him one season for every Super Bowl win? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just what? saying that it's the same thing. How many Super Bowls does he? Well, have? by the way, I'm with PS6, you guys. Right? Keep it right. So you're, how it you're is doing? In the New same English. thing, Key. You're saying get a playoff win. By the time you get the five, five, six, you're like, "All right, maybe the time is done." But, but, but see,
3: as you like to say, Jay. There's context to all of this. When you go to 2020, the Tom Brady, right? You look at that. Cam Newton comes in. It's a COVID year. Guys getting COVID players in, coaches sick, hurt this, that, and the other. You got to scrap that. You can't look at that and go, well, yeah, Cam Newton, he couldn't win. You cannot do that. I mean, Tom Brady won. I, I'm done talking Key, to you. Key, the bottom I'm line is I don't have a relationship to to with Belichick, right? So I don't care. I'm It's not, just not about having a relationship it was, it with him.
2: A Max, it's the reality went. of, of the situation. Of course, of course, of course.
1: So. But that's why, that's why, guys, let's not forget. And I think Brady also left the cupboard bare. He helped get Garoppolo moved out. Then he bounces. He leaves Belichick with nothing, right? If there's a competition between the two of them to see who was more. Brady did a very good job maneuvering, and then he parachuted into a ready-baked situation. I agree with all that. But he didn't. Go to the playoffs, or win a playoff game, or get to the championship game, or get. He to the, had a he better football Bowl, team than the New England won damn won Patriots,
3: boy. He won if you the Super Bowl. Took, if you would have took Belichick Bill Belichick playoff game. and put Bill Belichick in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with that same roster and Tom trip. Brady, they'd have won a damn Super Bowl. Belichick's in charge stop of it, the Super Bowl
2: or, or drop Bill Belichick off as a free agent. Let him choose a team he wants to go to. I think yeah, Bill stop. Belichick could have a championship is, too.
1: The difference is Brady got to choose his roster, yes. right? That's Belichick what I just said. chooses
3: the roster every year. Yeah, but, that, but Max, <laughs> I can't He does. He's the GM. I'm, I'm not lying. You're building. You're building. You're Gonna have me scream, guys. Yes, he chooses the roster every year. It takes time when you're rebuilding an entire team, an organization.
1: It went from this Belichick win a Super Bowl to can Belichick win a playoff game. But I agree with you. It's you. You wait until then. You say next year. Well, maybe he surprises everyone and makes the playoffs, but doesn't win a game this year. Maybe he makes one the next year, and everything's good. You know, because he wins a playoff game. I am saying now it is entering year four. It is time where you start looking and say, hold on, what's going to happen here? We're up to that now. What's going to happen well, here?" Well,
3: Here's what I would say the- so you can sleep good tonight. Bill Belichick will make his decision when he decides he doesn't want to coach the Patriots anymore. There you go. He, it won't be made by Mr. Kraft. He's It'll earned be made by right. Bill Belichick. He's earned the right. I hope yes, he decides to never retire. And, Just and keep on doing top this. of that, on top of that, Jay... And Max, coaches like this historical, legendary coaches, they don't get pushed out unless a team new owner comes in and pushes them out. And the New England Patriots are not up for sale. That's just the reality yes, of I'm it. I'm
1: gonna dig up a quote from you coming coming back from. Um, you Robert dig up Kraft. whatever you want to dig, and maybe you can dig up some playoff wins for Belichick. No, I'll dig up
3: years. your germ
1: spreading. You guys are like. Children. Would it make more sense? God, hear it, for the Ravens. I know. He's I'm toxic. sorry. I point out the facts. He's Would it bad, make more uh, sense for the Ravens to find a bad trade partner for our business <laughs> for Lamar? <laughs> but first, Key has this from Granger.
3: Uh, Key doesn't have anything. Bring That's bad for McDaniels. business. Daniels. What are you talking? Bring about? back Josh McDaniels. out of Key, here. Right. Key, Key we'll, Key's going to tell you
1: about Granger in a little bit. KJM.
7: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle?
1: Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
7: Lamar Jackson just laid down the gauntlet. He's not coming back. And this is him publicly sharing his unhappiness. I don't know how Lamar ever goes
5: back to play for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hear us on SiriusXM Channel 80 or hit more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio. We're portable. So, Key, I know you've been very clear on your position. The Ravens are not letting Lamar Jackson go. But let's say for a second it gets to the point where Lamar's like, look, I want out. You've also stated, even on this show today... That that, if a dude doesn't want to be there, if he's like, "Look, I'm out," you're gonna to have to find him. Okay, now, would it make more sense, therefore, if Lamar does want, you know, you got your spies out there, they come back with the with the intelligence eh, he wants out? Wouldn't it make more sense, based on what you've been talking about? Look, if you offer the two ones and non-exclusive offer sheet, and da da da, you're freezing your money for your cap. It's a wouldn't it make more sense to go right to the Ravens and just negotiate a trade with them?
3: Uh you could you could do that. You you could certainly that, that the price is gonna go up, other than the two ones, right? You're gonna you gonna start now, you're looking at what did Matthew Stafford go for, what did uh uh Russell Wilson go for? You start looking at all of those sort of things. But at the end of the day, I strongly believe even if even if Lamar Jackson's got a commit the just the the ultimate go crazy on the Ravens to a whole nother degree. He's got to burn the building down, right? For them to move on from him. Because right now this is an emotional period. It's emotions that are flowing. They're treating me bad. Uh, uh, They're not talking to me the way they need to. They're offering me less than what my value is. It's emotions that are, that are hitting Lamar. It's emotions that are hitting the Ravens front office about what they want to do and not do based on Deshaun Watson's deal, which they're wrong. They should pay Lamar every single dime. He deserves it. But there's emotions that's going on. And when that emotional period calms down, the heads will prevail and they'll get on the same page. As you heard Adam Schefter say uh, earlier that Lamar Jackson is, is, exploring essentially is what he's saying, a non-guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens or somebody else. You see it's starting to to turn a little bit now, Max, if you follow, it's starting to turn. Where did that come from all of a sudden? Where did Adam get that from? Where now it's like, well, maybe I don't need a fully seven-year guaranteed or six-year fully guaranteed. Maybe I just want my first four years at $230 million of guaranteed money. Maybe my first three and a half years is fully guaranteed at a certain amount of money. Things starting to change a little bit, as you can see. Well, the thing about a trade is even if you
1: think now it's going to cost you more than the first than two ones, when you start looking around the league, some teams don't have ones, but maybe they have players that the Ravens like, yes. right Like it opens up possibilities.
3: but now I'm stripping my team of now I'm stripping my team of players that will have, allow him to have major success. Well, well, let's just take, I don't want I don't want Max Kellerman. Right. I let's need, take, you know what I'm saying? You want Keyshawn Johnson, right? So, so well, I didn't say me, but you know. So let's. I take me. Well, I I just
1: learned on today's show that you were the number one overall pick in the draft. <laughs> I can't believe it took a former teammate to let us know. I don't know why you've never told me this. <clears throat> so, but I'm looking at a team like, I don't know, let's take the Packers because they maybe need a quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say that. The Ravens really like Jordan Love. Let's just yes. say, well, there's a piece that doesn't weaken your team because you're getting a quarterback in exchange, right? Jordan Love, and let's say we don't have the first-rounders you want, but we have a couple second-rounders, and we made this move and we picked up a second and a third, and we're going to package all that up for you with Jordan Love, and then maybe a piece that you might like to keep but you can't.
3: We're going to do basketball like. We're going to move Aaron Rodgers. We're going to pick up the picks from the Jets. We're going to put them on our board. Yeah. We're going to now package that up. We're going to give you we're going to give you Jordan Love plus what we got from Yeah, the, the Rodgers Jets. Deal. There da, you are. Da, da. I mean, but do the Green Bay Packers want to commit the money now? Now it's do I commit the money? You know, do I it? commit the money or do I feel like the player that I've Drafted and developed for four years is the guy without me having to spend that
1: money. So two things there: if it's the Packers, it can't just be a guy. You're following Favre and Rodgers in a row, right? Like it's got to be. Well, Rodgers was a guy.
3: You know, Rodgers was just a guy. He fell in the draft. No question, he's twenty. So he wasn't even a guy.
1: He was just a a player. Yeah, but by the time they went to Rodgers, they knew they had something, right? Like they knew all. That's what I'm saying. So now, so now
3: they're looking at. Jordan Love, and they may be saying, well, we've got something. But maybe it's not Rodgers' level.
1: They don't think it's – maybe they thought Rodgers was better than Favre at that time by the time they made the move, but they don't feel that way about Love. Then, like, if you're the Packers, you bring in – like, it would be incredible to follow Favre with Rodgers and then Rodgers with Lamar Jackson. And as you just said, if uh, you don't know if they're going to – want to devote the money. Like, you know, like that, that's a lot of resources, but what'd they guarantee Rodgers in that last deal? A buck fifty? Yeah, it it's, something like buck, it's
3: like a buck fifty, three-year buck fifty. Three years, a buck
1: fifty for an old guy. Wouldn't you want for an extra eighty, a young guy, basically for the rest of his career?
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, it makes I mean, a lot I, of if, sense. If, no, it, 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 it would make sense to do that, but I've developed Jordan Love for four years. I got Jordan Love on the cheap, and I think Jordan Love gives us what we want in terms of the quarterback position and move forward. Although I may have to address Jordan Love's contract in 2024, uh, because if he goes out there in 2023 and takes us to the playoffs and does what he's want, you know, we, we expect him to do. He could too, believe it or not, be in that conversation of the Joe Burroughs of the, of the Justin Herbert's Jalen hurts money because of the years of where he's at. So just imagine that if Jordan Love goes out there and he plays like crazy right this year they go to the playoffs they win the division da 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 they'll be looking at an extension for him in the fall of the spring of 2024 yeah i have a big question for
1: you which before is wild I say anything else i know of. that is wild
7: this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
6: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and
1: Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now in studio, in the flesh, Wendy. Brian Windhorst of the Hoop Collective Podcast. What's going on, Wendy? Good morning. So I have to start any conversation with Wendy that involves LeBron. Starts with the obligatory, you've covered LeBron James as much as anyone. What's your reaction to seeing Bronny in the McDonald's All-American game? Well, first
5: off, the only slam dunk contest LeBron ever did, as far as I know. like He might have done some stuff I didn't know about. Was the McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk Contest in Cleveland in 2003? I was there, and it wasn't good. Hmm. He won. Home cooking, home cooking on the scoring. Shannon Brown, <laughs> who later was his teammate. He never did another. He never did another. Did another Slam Dunk Contest. I think it was because of bad taste from McDonald's. So hmm. number one, seeing Bronny in the Slam Dunk Contest two nights ago, it was like whoa. <sighs> like I remember that, and
1: made you feel old.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm already there with that. Uh, I mean, so anyway, uh, and it was probably a great night for the James family. Bronny had a good performance, hit five threes. You know, LeBron was there. Gloria was there. Again, I remember when Gloria, his mom, was sitting at LeBron's uh, McDonald's game in Cleveland um, when he did that. So, I remember
1: the one in D.C., by the way. The and his mom was DC. there. Yeah, right. Yeah. McDonald's. I, just, I think that was his last it was one.
5: The Jordan Classic. Mm-hmm. Jordan Michael Classic. George. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's right.
1: Right, I was there, yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did like this all star tour. And it was, you know, when I think back to that, there was, he had all these contemporaries. Like, the only guy who's still around who was in those games with him was Chris Paul. Because, like, Mellow was, uh, well, not Mellow, but, uh, you know, Chris Paul was in a bunch of those games and all these other guys who ended up being star players. And it's just him and Chris who are still left.
2: So, um, Wendy, let, let's just do a quick exercise. Let's remove the name. Let's just look at the player, right? I'm like, okay, I see somebody who's a good shooter, uh, I see somebody in open court. There's decent athletic ability there, just his ability to dunk. I, I just don't see that next-tier player. Now, can he grow if he grows a couple of inches in his overall game, be more aggressive? Could he give me a little bit more shake and bake in the half court? Like, I didn't see him create shots the way DJ Wagner is last night. I, I think he could be a serviceable player, um, and I don't think that's a knock on him. I think there's just a, a lot of added-on pressure just because of the name. But as a player, he's a good player. He's a good – he, yeah,
5: not. It doesn't six, mean it's next he, level. He's 6'3". So, to be 6'3 and be elite, you know, to make the NBA, you've got to do some stuff really, really well. You either got to shoot awesome, you've got to be awesome at defense. When Jonathan Gavoni, who's been scouting players for 20 years, put him in the lottery in his first mock draft for 2024, my jaw dropped. But definitely he has improved dramatically in the, next, in the last year. The other thing that Gavoni says is that the 2024 class happens to not be very deep. So when you think about the 2024 draft, also think about the level of prospects in that draft. Now, it's a year away. It's, you know, 15 months away. This class could have a different viewpoint after a year, after we see everybody. Mm -hmm. And Bronny
1: could be 6'5".
5: Bronny could be 6'5". But right now, 2024 looks like not the greatest class, which favors Bronny. The other thing is, and this weird thing, if Bronny is a lottery pick or a mid-first round pick, it's going to make it harder for LeBron to play with him. If, you know, any team can acquire a second-round pick. I mean, Bronny can even try to, you know, try to get teams to not draft him if he wanted to and sign with the Lakers. But if if he becomes a guy that teams want to use a mid-first-round pick on, the Lakers may not be able to get in there, and LeBron's going to be a free agent. And he has made it very clear it's his super goal, you know. So that's not a conversation. For hmm. March 2023, but it could be a conversation for March 2024. So that's just one thing that I thought was interesting about that.
3: Speaking of LeBron and, and whatnot, and his impact of returning back for the Lakers, what are the Lakers' chances out west, uh, Wendy, between the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant in LeBron James and Lakers? What are the chances of both of them meeting each other in the playoffs?
5: Well, so. What everybody wants right now is the sixth seed. The sixth seed is the prize because, number one, you don't have to play in the play-in. Number two, you potentially get the Kings. The Kings are going to be the three-seed. Almost, I think it's almost locked in. And I'm very cautious here because I do not want to upset the good people of Sacramento who are going to probably tonight celebrate their first playoff appearance in 17 years. The Kings are a bottom five or six defensive team. They have never been – To the playoffs with this group, most of their players have next to no play, zero or next to no playoff experience. Really, Harrison Barnes, amongst their core guys, is that's it. You don't have to be some sort of genius to pick them as the mark. So when you're a team like LeBron, who's coming back from this foot tendon injury, like he's pushing the envelope here, clearly, because he smells some weakness. He smells weakness potentially with the Nuggets. He smells weakness potentially with the Kings, and Look, those teams can 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 make a statement with the way they play in the postseason, but do not confuse the fact that the Western Conference is tightly bunched that it is strong. It is as weak as it's been in twenty years. LeBron has been around for all twenty. He sees it. And so look, Key, if they can get above five hundred, they're five hundred, I think they're a game below five hundred right now, mm-hmm. if they can get above five hundred, they're gonna be in the playoffs. They haven't been above 514 in 14 months. I want to
1: get to that because we saw the standings. They're three games back at like the four seed. They're two back of the of the six seed, right? So that wouldn't even be a play-in. I want to ask you this, though. You mentioned the foot tendon issue, right? When I look at the Lakers, what makes me think, wait a minute, is not just that they have half a dozen real rotation, NBA rotation pieces suddenly in defense and shooting. But they're as Goldsberry had it last week, they've been the most efficient defensive team in the NBA while LeBron was out with these new players. So when I see that, and I always think of LeBron post-Miami, look, I can't do that, both sides of the floor every game. i got to save the defense for the playoffs, basically, since then. So now I think, wait a minute, they're actually live in the West if they defend like that, because LeBron could defend very well in
5: high-leverage moments. But does this foot situation mean he can't do that, I Wendy? Know. I don't know. I mean, look, he said he only—he admitted two doctors basically said have surgery, and he openly admitted he may need to have surgery in the off season. So he is playing literally until the wheel falls off.
2: But the LeBron James of doctors told him that he didn't need surgery. Second best what, doctor of all time, apparently.
5: One of the great quotes of One of the great quotes. Yes, <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> yeah, the second best doctor of all time. Wendy, <clears throat> let me yeah, go. I heard you.
2: Let me go to the East real quick for a second. Everybody knows that looking between. know the Boston Celtics the Milwaukee Bucks and the 76ers right to contend in the east what do you make of everything that Jalen Brown has been talking about as of late New York Times articles you know even the standing ovation that he got from the Boston Celtic crowd the other night he kind of poo-pooed that in his post-game presser what do you think about that situation occurring between him and Jason Tatum
5: so everybody's been talking about the MVP it's not the biggest award vote that's happening all NBA All-NBA is the biggest award vote, and here's why. It's complicated. I'm sorry. Hang with me. If Jalen Brown makes All-NBA... Supermax. He is eligible to sign a five-year, $285 million contract this summer with the Celtics. I would be very, very surprised if he does not sign that because of the sheer money. The reason the Supermax exists is for this exact purpose, to hold a star player in place. If he does not get All-NBA... He will almost certainly not extend with the Celtics. And that has to do with how much he can sign for. It's, like, it's something like $100 million less. Ugh. So if he gets all NBA, I think he's going to be locked into the Celtics for a long time. If he doesn't get all NBA, I think it guarantees he will be an unrestricted free agent in 2024, which Man, is an uncomfortable situation to be in for any team, but particularly with some of the stuff that Jalen has said lately. Brian and here's the other reinforced. thing. One more layer. The guard position is loaded in the, in the NBA for All-NBA. The forward position is mm. soft because of a bunch of guys who've gotten injured who you, we're not going to necessarily be able to vote. KD. So if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you should be, you should be begging, and you should be having don't, – don't hold up a sign that says stay Jalen Brown. You should hold up a sign that says vote Jalen Brown for All-NBA at forward because he right. also plays guard. Weaker competition. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on
6: ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.